Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Big Talk with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. And, uh, you know, first off, Greg, I just want to thank everybody that's uh, listened to us so far, downloaded our podcast on Podbean, and people that are following us at Big Talk CG. That's our Instagram. And our email is BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Thank you guys very, very much. Without you, well, we'd still be doing it, but. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. A big heart filled. Thank you. And uh, just to let you know that, yes, we do read every single email and comment. Yes. I did say email, not s- emails. We got it. <laughs> we got an email. All right. <laughs> It was from my brother, and uh, you know I respect his opinion because uh, if it if we were doing a bad job, he would say your shit sucks. Yeah. So uh, he said, "Hey man, you guys are doing a good job." But uh, he wanted to chime in uh, on our first episode. We talked about uh, some of our favorite debut albums, and uh, he wanted to chime in with some of his his picks. And uh, so I'll just run down the list that he uh, emailed me. Uh, his first one he has is Suicidal Tendencies, their self-titled debut. Nice. Good, good album, good album. I like that one. Uh, Necronomadol, uh, album called Nemesis. They're a Japanese band. Never heard of them. Don't even know what they sound like, but knowing my brother, it's probably good. Are they big in Japan? <laughs> They're big in Japan. Right. Just, just like Anvil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like Anvil. They're big in Japan. Uh, Angry Samoans Inside My Brain. I am familiar with that album. It, it's pretty good. It's, All right. it's good for what it is. It's a good album. Uh, Fear, uh, the record. Uh, Fear is a punk rock band, uh, late 70s, early 80s, around that time period. Nice. Uh, Misfits, Walk Among Us. Oh, man. Dude, the Misfits are good. Uh, their singer, of course, was Glenn Danzig. We talked about his solo debut album yes. on our on the uh, debut uh, album episode we did. Uh, Death, Scream Bloody Gore. Uh, they are a thrash band from Florida, so you know what you're getting with that one. Yeah. And then... Uh, Nirvana's debut, Bleach, which I kind of regret we didn't talk about. Um, I did listen to that album a lot. Uh, but, man, we had such so much we wanted to talk about. Yeah. We, something had to end up on the country room floor. Well, maybe we need to do another episode of debut albums. Maybe we do need to do another All right. uh, episode on debut albums because I'm sure that we could go on for another hour and four minutes or however long. We can cut it to an hour and two minutes. We'll cut it to an hour <laughs> and two minutes. So I wanted to thank uh, my brother for... Uh, Signing us that email, and just to give him uh, give him some props, uh, he does have his own record label. It's called Nighthag Records. Uh, the website is nighthagrecords.bandcamp.com. He's also on Twitter at sounds ot sound, and uh, just wanted to give him a shout out. Go check out his uh, website and uh, tweet at him. Tweet, tweet. There you him. go. Uh, another person uh, that we know, the Eric, uh, sent us a comment on. Um, uh, Instagram, which is at Big Talk CG. Uh, his uh, handle there is Turn It Up Louder Eleven with an underscore between each word, and uh, he gave us props on Motley Crue, uh, their debut album Dio Holy Diver, and the the Ten album from Pearl Jam. He was down with all those. I also had another uh, a texting conversation with a buddy of mine, and he agreed with us on the Beastie Boys. His name is Scott. Uh, his handle on uh, Instagram is at w scott ross if you want to check him out as well nice so thank you to everybody that's uh pulled me aside and that i've seen that said you know maybe do this maybe do that or you do great at this you do great at that um so we appreciate it keep the comments coming keep the emails coming 
and uh, keep the follows coming, hopefully. Yes. I also had a, a lot of people um, talking to me, letting me know we were doing well. The, the, the banter, the conversation was really smooth and uh, exciting and uh, a few chuckles out of everybody once in a while. So we appreciate that. We really do. Yeah. Uh, so what's today's topic about? Today, well, if I remember correctly, you said you were going to surprise me with a topic. You were going to pull something out of your wrestling trunks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here it is. We're going to do... Um, singles or songs from soundtracks that we love Ooh, like it like it all right i'm gonna start us off how about that all right all right start us all off. right Let's i'm go. gonna start us off with from rocky three survivors eye of the tiger <laughs> really <laughs> i don't like that song that's a great song man it pumps you up gets you excited man you know rocky that that song <laughs> it, i will give you the guitar intro for that song is great I love it. Love it. Then after that, it's, I don't like the song at all. After so that. you don't like the band or you just don't like the song? I, I just don't, like, don't the like, the like the song. I don't like the song. So it, no. Eye of the Tiger doesn't, doesn't want to make you work out when you're pumping no. iron or no, stretching? It, if I'm going to listen to any of them, it's going to be Rocky Four. I think that soundtrack's way better. But, you know, go ahead and talk about your Eye of the Tiger. Go ahead. No, I, I the Tiger. Great song. I love it. Pumps me up. Gets me ready to go. Talking about Rocky IV, um, that from there, No Easy Way Out from Robert Temper. That song is excellent, man. Yeah. That, it gets me so excited. In the movie, I loved it. And he's driving because uh, uh, um, Apollo got beat up. Yeah, died. You know, or died. Oh, man. Love it. Gets me all excited. Rocky IV. The song, if I remember correctly, uh, He's uh, they're in Russia. He's doing his training montage, Hearts on Fire. Oh, that <laughs> did I could just see it. You know, he's got the log on his shoulder. She's like <laughs> doing his Rocky thing, and you know, it's great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't hear those songs on the radio ever, correct? Really, ever. Um, you do hear I the Tiger, which is unfortunate. I but, think on the 80s, you know, um station channel you know when they play older ones they'll probably Maybe. do that one i but you know i can hear the song in my head i'll have it on a playlist maybe and hear it in rocky four out and beat up ivan drago <laughs> <laughs> but i you know i'm just gonna you know didn't mean to rain on your parade with with your whole eye of the tiger thing but i'm just gonna go straight to it the song that everybody wants to talk about don't you forget about me from the Breakfast Club. Yeah. You know, it's to me, just the song standing alone by itself. I always say it is to me the quintessential 80s song, the sound of the 80s. If I was going to play one song to someone here, what did the 80s sound like? This I would play that song for them. Okay. It, I'm sure everybody out there has seen Breakfast Club. If you haven't, go watch it. John Hughes movie, Emilio Estevez, Ali Sheedy. Molly Ringwald, Judd Nelson, uh, uh, Michael Anthony Hall. Uh, great, great movie. They're, you know, have to spend uh, detention on a Saturday in school and, you know, they get in hijinks ensue and people that you don't think are going to fall in love, fall in love. And what do you got? You, they have to end up writing a letter and it's the, the jock, the princess, the criminal, the nerd, the nerd. and the... Uh, 
space case or whatever yeah ali sheedy's character is but the movie the movie i love that movie i've i've ever seen it back when i was in elementary elementary school i think fifth grade whether or not it was appropriate for me to watch it that time or not i don't know <laughs> it was I mean, I, the teacher stayed out of I, attention, Chris, in high school. Teach, taught me how to stay attention, but I was using <laughs> words that were in that movie that I probably shouldn't have been using them at the times I was using them. But I was like, ah, fifth grade. Okay. My daughter wanted to watch it. Oh, you're in fifth grade. Yeah. At the same time I watch it. So there you go. she's seen it too. But, you know, the movie uh, obviously doesn't play till uh, the end, you know, when Judd Nelson's walking the feet, the football field and puts his hand up in the air or whatever kind of a triumphant moment, you know, of the uh, climax of the movie. But, man, I, I just, I love that song. I hear it on the radio. I turn it up. Uh, it, I, it's one of those songs that where you you hear it, you let it play. Yes. If you're watching the movie, you don't say, ah, yeah. movie's over. I'm going to, what's next? Right. And uh, you let it play. Yeah. Um, one other song I'm going to bring up is Dawkins' Dream Warriors from... Nightmare Before Elm Street, Part Three. Part Three. Um, loved that song. Um, I think it was meant just for the soundtrack, but I think they put it on their greatest hits or their next album. Yeah, Dawkins, another favorite band of ours. Yeah, doing some movie soundtracks. Love it. That was a that was a hit for them. Yeah, that was probably maybe been, maybe I would assume their highest charting hit. Most likely, I don't yeah. know. I would have to go back. I would have to call Casey Kasem <laughs> I was America top 40 I loved that Freddie showed up in the music video yeah for that. Well, I mean it was a, the 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 heyday of MTV they were you know pulling out all the stops anything they could get to for videos as cheesy as they could be but you know you know doing it George so, Lynch doing the solo yeah man. George Lynch doing so and you know back then you know you bring up music videos and soundtracks Basically, they were, uh, you know, how long is the song? Three and a half, four minutes? It was a three and a half, four minute advertisement for the movie. So, yeah. Right. You put whatever you want from the movie in there because the studio knew that they were just going to get all eyes on that movie. But, yeah, it turned out to be a hit for them. And one of the, obviously, the first, in my opinion, the first Nightmare on Elm Street was the best one. Uh, but number three, number three is a good one. I remember that, that was probably the most commercially accessible one as in Ooh, okay commercially accessible for like everybody to watch but man just a side note uh my daughter my 12 year old she is really into horror movies you know she likes more of the like you know the nun and paranormal like you know those ones that jump oh, out okay yeah like, like the oh, startle you kind of movies uh her favorite movie is child's play by the way but man we tried to sit her down to watch the first uh nightmare on elm street movie I think she got 10 minutes into the movie and was too scared to watch it. So yeah, it's too scary for her. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So she, I guess she's not as into horror movies as she thought she was. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, cause we grew up in an era of, um, the eighties. So a lot of our stuff is about eighties, but it's not crap eighties. It's good eighties. Cause one of the best movies I'm going to talk about now that came out of the eighties was karate kid. Ooh, yeah. And, the song I'm going to talk about is, I don't even think, was it even released as a single? I don't know. But it was uh, uh, Best Around, Joe, Joe Esposito. Yes. You never, I don't think I've ever heard that song on the radio, but I will look that song up on my, on my Apple Music, you know, wherever I'm listening to music, and I'll play that song. And 
You want to talk about pump you up songs? And a song you brought up earlier, I the Tiger. This song blows it away as a Whoa. as a pump up song. I all will right, go. Right. I will go toe to toe with anybody. When you hear that song, what do you think about? Um, Ralph Macho's character working out, or with Mr. Miyagi getting ready and doing stuff, or or, or, or even at the end when you know uh, doing the uh, karate scene. Uh, a tournament and you know he's beating up the other guys in cobra kai to get to face johnny you know yeah you're the best around you're the best you're the best <laughs> <laughs> you know uh man i remember when i saw that movie in the movie theater and uh man it just it's as good as it i mean i've i haven't seen it recently within months but i've seen it recent enough and uh I like that movie's great. That, that movie's, movie's great. great. And I always look forward. There's a few other songs I look forward to hearing in that movie. But man, best around. When you, every time I hear that song, dude, it's it 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 gets you pumped up. It like, gets you right, pumped up. It gets you pumped up. Like, all right, Daniel's about to whoop some Cobra Kai ass yeah. right now. He whoops all their asses. I mean, of course, if I remember correctly, uh, the one ass that he kicks at the end to get to Johnny isn't it Dutch? I think so. Dutch, remember he he, uh, man, dude, is that the, the guy the, with the bleach blonde hair? Yeah, the guy with the bleach blonde hair. <laughs> and uh, you see, you know, you're just remember he's he's just all over him. Remember he can't figure out how to put his gi on in the locker room. And he's just talking smack to him. And you're just like, oh man, I can't. I hope he kicks his ass. And then he, I love it. He does. Man, I love it. And uh, but hearing that song is great. There's a couple other songs I want to talk about from that movie. If you will oblige me for a moment. Um, Young Hearts by Commuter. Oh. When they when when they make up. Yes. And, you know, because remember there was the whole scene where um, Ralph Macchio's character, Daniel, Danielson, sees um, Allie with an eye, kiss, and Johnny kisses her at the, at the club, at the country <laughs> at the club. club, and he gets a spaghetti all over him, and then Allie, you know, punches him. And uh, he goes to golf and stuff to try to make up, and her friends are like, she doesn't want to be with you, and... Can't you take a hint? And, you know, I, sh- I wouldn't have known, you know, if she was kissing Johnny or whatever. And she's like, well, how do you think her- she hurt her wrist? You know, punch, you know, she punched him. She find- he finds out and he goes and apologizes to her. And they get the young hearts. Yeah, that's a good sound to that. They do beat fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and another song I want to talk about from that movie um, is Cruel Summer by Bananarama. Um, if I remember correctly, they are a British group, three girls that sing. Funny thing about that song, um, it wasn't even on the soundtrack. They didn't want it. Bananarama apparently didn't want it on the soundtrack for whatever reason. You would think the exposure would have been great for them. Right. But uh, that's uh, the whole scene when he's riding his bike, you know, going to school for the first day, sees, you know, his newly made enemies. And it, that's a, you know, a really good song. I hear that one on the radio. I crank it up a little bit. And, you know, Karate Kid, you know, those just those three songs alone right there are great. I love them. Can't get enough of them. As Greg would say, what more of them? <laughs> Another movie I love, and um, a lot of good soundtracks, a couple good singles from there, Clerks 2. Um, starts off with, uh, the movie opens up with Talking Heads, Nothing But Flowers. Kind of fun little quirky song to start the movie off as they're driving in and having a good time and stuff like that. The guys are, are getting ready to start their shift at the movies restaurant. Yeah, you know, I've seen... Clerks, Clerks too, and uh, I just I, maybe I need to go ra- ra- go back and uh, see it again because 
I don't remember any of the songs from that movie. Yeah, go ahead. But um, another uh, single from that one, which I love, is um, from King Diamond, "Welcome Home." Starts off with a scream. <laughs> I mean, love it. It's just fun uh, um, metal that they're throwing in there, making some jokes. You know, it's almost like uh, like a guilty pleasure. Like, oh man, I love this song. I'm gonna put it in this movie, right. <laughs> whether or not it fits or not. I'm gonna throw it in a King Diamond. <laughs> what a great voice, right? Um, another last song which I do love, but it also uh, comes on another soundtrack is "Goodbye Horses" from uh, Lazarus and Garvey. It's kind of, you know, kind of fun, uh, um, slowly '80s song, uh, but it does come on and are mostly known for "Silence of the Lambs." That's what that song is from. That's another good one which I love. That, uh, yeah, "Silence of the Lambs." That's a creepy one. Oh yeah, it's not really known for their soundtrack. No, but that that song in the movie uh, brings out a lot of emotion or a lot of depth to the character. That type of stuff. Is there a particular time of that movie that that song's playing? Um, the character is dancing around, doing a good tuck, and kind of, um, <laughs> you know, dancing to, in front of the mirror, showing that how sexy is and how, you know, he's looking sexy. So. Love it. I don't think there's anybody in that movie that's sexy. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I think in his own mind, he thinks he's sexy. So I'm going to kind of turn the tables, flip it right here. We're always talking about our rock and roll. We're always talking about our 80s. We're always talking about you know, all that kind of stuff. But one song I want to talk about, and I'm sure you've heard it. I don't know how familiar you are with it, is uh, the song Lose Yourself, eight, uh, Eminem from oh, okay. 8 Mile. 8 Mile. Now... I believe it won Academy Award for best song from a movie the year it came out. And it's um, a movie that stars Eminem, just kind of, you know, biographical chronicles, you know, him kind of the struggles that he has as, as a rapper in, in Detroit, in the outskirts of Detroit. Um, good movie, I think. It's a good movie. Um, he's playing himself, kind of, you know, so... Uh, obviously he would know how he acts and it, but it, it's a good movie but that song a uh, whole nother level uh, if you if you go back you watch the movie uh, the rap battle at the end i don't know if you've seen that oh yeah so they got the rap battle at the end and so that's you know kind of how he defeats his you know his enemies uh, his rival no uh, spoiler alert sorry guys but um man I, lose yourself you hear that song and that's another one of those jams that's okay pump it up yeah definitely it, it, it's i don't listen to a you know a lot of that uh, a lot of rap music uh you know especially you know when i've got my serious xm on or whatever you know i either have somebody talking to me or i'm listening to some rock but you know i got i do have that on my gym mix i do put it on when i go to the gym and uh i, I love it i think that's a great song it's a well done song it's a well-written song well-performed song it goes great with the movie and i can't say enough good things about it you know, going back to the 80s and 90s, I'm going to bring up a, a song uh, from a soundtrack, A View to a Kill. Duran Duran did a song. Uh, this is a, a James Bond movie. Um, you know, Duran Duran at the time, heyday, they're, they're, they're monsters. Great, great band. Um, and they pulled this out of the, uh, um, pulled this song for the soundtrack, and it worked. It was definitely, I think, a turning point because they were kind of going in uh, maybe a little different sound 
but it pulls off that it's a it's a great song for a, a killer uh, killer movie and a you know a good single for the soundtrack. Yeah, whenever I hear that song "View to a Kill," I think of the movie, like right away. Uh, obviously, "View to a Kill" with uh, uh, Roger Moore, yeah, right, Roger was playing Moore. James Bond, and it had um, uh, Grace Jones oh, okay. also was in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's the one where they. Uh, the climactic final scene is there's that bomb in that mine shaft because he's trying to flood like California or something like that. Like he's trying to yeah, set a bomb like off so it falls off like almost like what Superman one, right? <laughs> Didn't they try to do the same thing as Superman one? I guess I didn't think about that till now. I was like, wait a second. Is this the same thing as Superman one? Maybe it was. <laughs> who, uh, uh, who, and then who played the, the bad guy? Um, Oh God! What's that shirt? Um, Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah, Christopher Walken. That's right. Plays his plays the bad guy. I don't remember the character's name, but yeah, that that song. Yeah, every time I hear that song, I think about that movie. And nice. It's a James Bond movie. Yeah, you know, action, adventure, yeah. the romance in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna. Go, I'll just go right to our our bread and butter here. I'm gonna talk about Aerosmith. I talk about don't want to miss a thing from Armageddon. Oh, so you think of an asteroid movie, you think about end of the world, you think about Bruce Willis, you think about Ben Affleck, Steve <laughs> Buscemi, all all these guys in the movie. You're not thinking power ballad, right? You're not thinking power ballad, but you know, in that movie, there's obviously the main story is. Um, you know, the asteroid that's going to hit the Earth. Armageddon's going to happen. Right. Earth is going to get destroyed. They got to send a ship up to drill a hole. That's why they have Bruce Willis's team up there. They train to go up. And uh, that's really the main uh, plot of the story. But there's that underlying love story between um, Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck's characters. Uh, Liv Tyler is uh, Bruce Willis's daughter in the movie. Yes. And Ben Affleck works for Bruce Willis. And, you know, it's kind of like she's the forbidden fruit. He doesn't want anybody with his daughter. <laughs> but there's that underlying love story. And the way that, you know, it's kind of like the secondary plot to the movie. But, man, it, that song goes great with with the movie. And, uh, you know, kind of the I don't want to miss a thing. I, I, I want to. They'll spend every moment with you kind of a thing. And then having to risk their lives to go to this asteroid, not knowing if they're going to make it back or not. You know, it's very pulls at the heartstrings. I'm not going to lie. I get emotional. What, do they I mean, really think they're going to make it back? Yeah. They're supposed, yeah, they're supposed to Is go and make it back. Yeah. 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 To make it back? And, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's not, I do get emotional, but it's not like Dwight Schrute who cried, uh, when he was watching Armageddon, of course, he says it was like the first snowfall of winter right at midnight. I don't know if you remember that scene from The Office, but he cried during uh, Armageddon. Well, at least Michael says he did. But um, man, great song. Even just standalone by itself. Uh, I love it. Power ballads are great. I know, right? Uh, I can't get enough of them. Uh, I got a mix of just power ballads that I listen to and power ballad it up. I'm all for it. Love yeah. it. Another movie which I love. Um, just talk about two songs from the soundtrack, uh, two specific scenes. Um, Devil's Rejects, a second movie from Rob Zombie. Um, and uh, it starts off or opens up with Midnight Rider from the Allman Brothers. Man, that it starts off excellent, fun, exciting, a bunch of good stuff. I mean, the, the, the song just sets the movie on fire. 
and keeps it going and keeps it going. And they start off having some fun and shootouts and killing and just all kinds of exciting things for the movie to start off. And then the movie ends with Freebird from Leonard Skinner. How more can you just end a movie with that kind of song? Free bird! Right? <laughs> Free bird. I mean, put it that way. Though, when that movie ended and the, the song Free Bird happened, I had a little tear. It was that good. It brought that much emotion from a song, me watching the movie, mm-hmm. to it. Because mm-hmm. the movie's about characters who are killers, but they met the the way the movie makes you feel on the end is now I'm caring about the characters mm-hmm. and how they live or how they survive. And it ends out in a shootout. Freebird goes on. Roll the credits. End of the movie. Greg's crying. Greg crying. <laughs> well, he's at a tear, so one tear. Uh, okay. There's crying. I'm crying. And excellent. Love it. Devil's Rejects beginning to... Uh, there's a lot of good songs in there, but I kind of wanted to keep it... Well, those are two great ones. Yeah, sure. those are two great ones from there, man. Um, bread and butter time 80s let's talk about it some more I can't get enough of these movies from the 80s I just, right? I just can't get enough of them and I'm gonna t- this movie right here we're going to talk about Back to the Future will always remain in my top five movies of all time uh, I can't I can't think of man how do they come up with this stuff how do they come up with the, these plots I mean Steven Spielberg obviously that's that's why i mean you can't i just um man you know marty mcfly going back and he has to go back in time or, or accidentally goes back in time mm-hmm. and then has to fix you know what you know he interacts with his mom and his dad and has to fix everything and christopher lloyd's character it's uh, i don't you know you who comes up with these crazy ideas for these movies and uh, obviously whoever came up with that movie you know came up with a couple of great songs to be in it uh back in time and uh power of love from huey lewis in the news good songs man two i mean they they one of them um uh, back in time i think plays at the end i think it's the credit song but a uh, power of love is playing you know in that movie um i believe it's the scene where uh him and his uh girlfriend uh he sees that four by four truck and then her dad pulls up and uh, she writes that gives says here's my grandma's phone number my grandma's and says I love you and it, the power of love yeah I believe it's also playing when he's getting pulled behind the jeep going to school at the beginning right <laughs> I think so <laughs> and I love it dude who what you know to be honest Huey Lewis was is not an artist I would listen to or the pop songs he had but man those those two songs really do help and make that soundtrack for that album you know i love i love huey lewis uh i just listened to his uh huey lewis in the news sports that was i think their second album if i second or third album i can't really remember man that album i think that had maybe one song i was i I skipped the rest of it man whatever the other 10 11 songs on there i was like man i want a new drug hard to rock and roll if this is it uh great album exactly uh, but uh, the the two songs they did for back to the future were really great songs you hear them on the radio they take me back to that movie one of my favorite movies of all time uh, top five forever back to the future love it great 
Um, another movie I'm going to bring up, which I, which I love the movie, uh, wasn't a big hit at first, but kind of got a cult following. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, a lot of good songs from that uh, soundtrack, uh, rock soundtrack. One of the uh, standouts for me is Extremes Play With Me, where it's just that instrumental solo, you know, riff that these guys are fooling around in the mall, walking around mm-hmm. or running around, trying to get uh, the chaos under control. Um, that was my first uh, uh, introduction to Extreme. Mm-hmm. And after um, that movie or after the soundtrack came out, I was like interested in Extreme as now, a band. was that song on their first album? Or yes, was, it was really. That, it was on the, one of their albums. Correct, it was on the first album. Too. And it has a, a Nuno Betancourt with the great guitar playing on that song, dude. Can't get enough of that. I love Nuno. Yeah, solo artist and uh, from Extreme. Yeah, I remember, I did see that movie in the movie theater when it came out. Um, Keanu Reeves, uh, <laughs> there, uh, uh, Alex Winter, isn't he? Play the yes. uh, other um, uh, character. character in the movie. And man, great movie! Another one of those movies where man, who writes this stuff? No, who? I guess I could look at who wrote it. I mean, I could look <laughs> at the credits and tell you exactly who, or Google it right now. But man, you know, I, I see some of these movies, and I'm like, man, who comes up with this crap? You know what? What I did love about that, they always talked about Van Halen, right? Wild Stallions, Van Halen, but there are actually no Van Halen There's songs no, in the no. in the movie. There's not no even Van Halen. hint. Not even this, not even a riff, not even nothing, nothing, nothing. From that. You would hope for for something. I mean, you can get Van Halen into a movie. I mean, you're, you're winning, and, right? Uh, I mean, they do have George Carlin in that movie, comedian, yeah. great comedian. And uh, I love that. <laughs> you 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 watch some of these movies, and whenever they're doing like a dance scene or a stunt scene, or somebody's on a motorcycle, or you know. Oh, they jump on the motorcycle. They got to put the helmet on because they got the stunt double. Oh, they're doing the <laughs> dancing. This person obviously can't dance, so they have a you know they shoot it in a yeah. way. Or they just show uh, the feet. Or something. So they do. They show the feet. So during the movie, when George Carlin wants to play with them, I mean, yeah. they never show him playing. They show the hand on the they, guitar, and then they go up to his face, and he's doing all the guitar playing phases. You know the <laughs> you know kind of phases like he's shredding. It's like oh my god, dude, George Carlin is not shredding on guitar. Right. Stick, stick to the comedy, which he is great at. Yeah. You know, speaking about Van Halen, um, one um, movie that's in it, and they didn't really do a lot, was Better Off Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cusack. Um, there's one scene where I guess he's dreaming, kind of goes off mm-hmm. into a, a, a restaurant like Flippin' Burgers and the patty, and uh, the burger comes to life, and then everybody wants some. And that yeah. was, to, to my knowledge, um, the first Van Halen song in a movie. Yeah. And so on the soundtrack. That's kind of a... a- I guess I could, you could file this movie under cult, cult classic. I don't yes. think very many people have heard of this movie. Uh, it's a John Cusack movie, and uh, it's also stars. I don't know the actor's name, but uh, his best buddy is the guy that plays Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> he is hilarious, and uh, he's you know a guy that you know wants you know wants to be the popular guy in school. Wants to has the 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 hot girlfriend at the beginning. Yeah. They break up. She goes for the stud at school and the he's trying stud. to, he's continually trying to win her back. And it, it revolves around them being able to ski the, what is it? The K 12. Yeah. The K 12, uh, uh, ski mountain. It's 
it's got just the right amount of cheesiness, but it's it's got some cool, you know, the, the characters in it. It's just some weird shit. Um, there's a French exchange student that <laughs> the family she's living with ends up being John Cusack's love interest. Um, man, that movie is just, I think I want, me and my brother rented that movie probably 30 times uh, in the 80s. We just loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. But yeah, that scene where he falls asleep, uh, he does, remember he does like a, he puts the patty on a, uh, like a riser kind of thing. And, oh, and, trying to make it and, like a Frankenstein. And, and <laughs> pulleys it up to the roof. Yes. And the patty gets struck by lightning and then it comes alive and everybody wants some. There you go. I want some too. Yeah. Another another um, scene from that is when they're driving and they have the two Asian drivers and they kind of do like a ca- Howard Corsell yeah uh, he, type of um, yeah because they they, break, they 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 talk about how he uh, learned English yes, from watching watching Wild World of Sports. <laughs> <laughs> this Asian guy with his brother doesn't talk in, uh, English at all, but he speaks English only in Howard Cosell. Right, it's great. Dude. That's funny. And so they're always, there's like three or four scenes where they yeah. are street racing, which kids do not street race. It is illegal. You will be ticketed. That was my PSA for the show. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, the next song I'm going to talk about. And it, it's a good song. It's not necessarily that the song is the most dynamite song. It's the scene that it goes with probably one of the most imitated, repeated it's probably been on dozens of shows, maybe in other movies, is Old Time Rock and Roll from Risky Business. I think it was it. Um, I don't know if it was Tom Cruise's first leading role. It may have been. Uh, a, yes. A movie about um, he's in a rich, affluent family. His parents go away for the weekend or the week. He um, is in high school. I believe he misses his final or something like or that or, late or something like that and he ends up running like a brothel business correct out of his house correct and that's risky business yeah and uh there's a scene where you know his parents leave what am i gonna do for fun i'm gonna come out in my tidy whitey bvds <laughs> a dress shirt and Some lip side. sync old time rock and roll all over the house great scene great I scene mean, <laughs> i think mo- i think most memorable scene from that movie oh definitely and uh uh most one of the most memorable scene memorable scenes from a movie ever i mean best scene i don't know but memorable yes memorable for sure uh that movie also has rebecca de mornay i think was uh, yes the one that he was kind of partnering with and uh, isn't booger also in that movie? yeah i was isn't gonna booger bring that, that up movie? <laughs> booger's also now and he's but he's just kind of like a he's a regular kind of guy. He's not yeah. boogered up or anything like that. Um, and you know, and I want to talk about a movie or actually I just want to talk about the song because the movie is actual garbage. Oh, the movie that is garbage is Batman forever. Okay. The song that is great is kiss from a rose by seal. 1994 ish, 93 ish. I mm-hmm. think this came out early nineties. Um, it was the Val Kilmer uh, version of Batman. It was the one where Jim Carrey plays the Joker. And yes. Tommy Lee Jones plays Two-Face, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
Movie's garbage. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jim Carrey played the Riddler. The Riddler. What did I say? Joker? Yes. Thank you for correcting me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Get it correct. Thank you. I'll never make another mistake on this podcast, <laughs> um, this episode. Uh, so he plays the Riddler, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones plays Two-Face. Correct. And garbage movie. Garbage movie. It's just like- Too cheesy for you? Well, too cheesy- you compare it to the original one, the Michael Keaton Batman. Okay. I mean, it's t- I mean, it's totally different. Who did, who directed that first one? Was it um, Tim Burton? Tim Burton, right? And he didn't do this one. Yeah, no. I don't know who did this one, but I it, think they geared more towards kids. Yes, and I think that's what it was. Well, they probably were thinking, you know, we gotta sell some more action figures. Yeah, you know, more t-shirts. Jim Carrey. More. We gotta kind of write it around his the you know his comedy kind of way he is and stuff like that, but. Kiss from a Rose by Seal, a, a excellent song. Um, I don't think of the movie when I hear it. It doesn't take me back to the movie. Okay. I just think, wow, that's a good song. All right. Seal, what a, you know, great It is voice. a beautiful song, man. It's a beautiful I mean, song. It's a beautiful it song. Sing it, and it's great, man. I hear it on the radio. Love it. And don't, you listen to yeah, it? Yeah, I listen to it. Like mm-hmm. it a lot. It, it's really good. It just, you know, it's unfortunate that it's linked to such a, garbage movie <laughs> um but man what a and it was written for the movie it was a song for the movie it's the love theme for the movie but uh i don't i don't think of the movie it's just you know one of those songs that i think stands alone uh, by itself and i don't think when anybody hears it they think of that garbage no what else you got what else you got greggy come on Ooh, i'm gonna um i want to bring up metallica from the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack, I Disappear. This is the first time Metallica actually gave an original song for a soundtrack. Um, do I remember it that much? But do I like the song? Heck yeah, man. That's It's a great song. You know? Goes on there and plays. I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I'm not... I, I, I remember the song, I Disappeared. Something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah. That was my. It's good, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it, you know one of those things that bands are between albums, and they release something. So, I thought it worked with the album. Um, it may be good, maybe bad, whatever you take of it from. But for Metallica releasing a single from a soundtrack, that's pretty huge. Oh yeah, they they were always kind of just throughout their whole career. They didn't put on music video until one, right? What was that? Eighty eight or yeah. so. Um, they didn't, they did the whole Napster thing. No one steals our music, which, okay, is probably right, is yes. right, I mean, legally. And then they're like, well, we're not going to put anything on soundtrack, and then they finally do. It's like they like to hold out almost because they don't want to be, like, forced to do it until they want to do it. It's like on their terms kind of thing. Which Correct. Is, you know, just the way they like to do things. Biggest heavy metal band of all time, I guess. You know, they can do whatever they want. They can't right. do wrong. Maybe they are doing it the right way. Um I want to talk about uh, two more, two more songs right here, and I'm just the movies aren't the same movie. It's not the same movie. I just want to talk about these two. Um, the movie Ghost, okay, with, uh, Patrick Swayze, my boy Patrick Swayze, <laughs> love him, absolutely <laughs> love Patrick Swayze, and Demi Moore, Ghost. Uh, there's the 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 pottery scene. I mean, yeah, make, Unchained make Melody by yeah, the Righteous Brothers. Melody. You can't. I. I don't think that there is a better that it's almost like that song was made for that scene. It just fits it so well. 
it just shows the love between them and um, their bond and how much they love each other and you know the, the unfortunates of what happens in the movie. Correct. I will not spoil it for anybody, um, but uh, it just it shows the connection between them, which is important to the plot of the movie. It shows how much they love each other, which is important to the movie. And it's sensual, it's sexy without being uh, overly so or tacky. And it's the song fits perfectly. It, as far as a, a scene of that ma- of that type, um, showing them, you know, the love between two people, I don't, it doesn't get any better. The song doesn't get any better. And, I I love it. I love it. When I when I think of that song, I do think of that scene. Um, some people may be like, "Oh man, it ruined it for me." I I love this. Like, I don't think so. I'm talking about older people. Yeah, people that are older than us. I mean, <laughs> we're still a spry forty five and fifty <laughs> two. Um, <laughs> I love that song. I love that song standalone. I love it with the scene even more. It's great. And you know, the the last song I really want to talk about here for me is from Ferris, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, by Yellow. If you don't know the song, it's the one that goes. Oh yeah, What? It's it's kind of a uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's not re- like a. It's not like a hit song, correct? And it wasn't like some huge song. It wasn't written for the movie, but it fits the scene so well. It's at the end of the movie when the principal, you know thinks he's caught Ferris Bueller in, you know, in all of his hijinks. And then his car ends up getting towed and he's got the <laughs> missing the shoe and the frayed up dirty pants. And he has to get on the school bus. Mr. Rooney getting Mr. on the Rooney. school bus or whatever. Dude, that is hilarious, dude. That is, that's another good movie. I think, a, I think they did have a cult following too at, you know, started off when it came as released mm-hmm. big, good hit. And mm-hmm. then got a cult following to the end, you know, even today, that very last scene when, after the movie ends and the credit rolls and he sticks his head out and goes, what are you doing here? Leave, leave the theater. Yeah. Get on there. Still today, people get on with it. your lives. Yeah. Get <laughs> on with your life. People love it. I mean, they even made uh, in Deadpool one, they did a, a little recreation of that. Yeah. You know, there's a couple other good songs from, you know, from that movie, uh, twist and shout, you know, right. he's on the float that sticks out in my mind. Uh, he did Donka Shane, which was, um, what's his name? The Vegas, entertainer that did that song i can't remember his name escapes me uh man but that's that song at the end of that movie is great um i think i have a 12 inch single i'm talking about records i have a 12 (laughs) inch single (laughs) of that song no of uh oh yeah by yellow oh like a 12 inch (laughs) single and uh i bought it like goodwill or some right used record store or something like that like oh man this is a song from ferris bueller i gotta buy this and you know it's got a couple of different mixes on it and stuff but obviously the original is the best but man that movie is great love that movie um everybody needs to do a ferris bueller day in their life there you, you know, go you just gotta, heck yeah you know how do you how does anybody expect me to go on a school on a day like this right and it's great the song at the end of the, the end of the movie is great and i just love it uh can't get enough exactly so how about you, Greg? You got you know those are the last two I really wanted to talk about right there. Um, is there anything else you want to throw out there? Any sure. Other songs you want to talk about? I may think of another one or two that may come to my head, and I will try not to interrupt you. But uh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, let me know. One of the movies which I really loved and the soundtrack too 
was Valley Girl back in the 80s. Um, there's a, a too many great songs on that soundtrack. Uh, the movie, fun, um, same thing, set in um, Los Angeles in the Valley, um, between the, the Valley kids and the Hollywood kids. And, you know, um, standouts for me are the Plimsolls, A Million Miles Away. And that, that's what it starts off. That like, oh. scene, love it. That's uh, when they go on their first date, right? Correct. They go to the, oh, man, great song. And then the other song, which I do love today, is definitely one of my favorite songs of the 80s, is uh, Eyes of a Stranger from the, the Payolas. You know, starts off with like a reggae beat and starts off going, but love that song. Yep. Love it today. You would definitely file that movie under cult classic as well. Definitely cult classic. Um, was he still Coppola or was he Cage at that point? Cage. Cage. Nick Cage. Nicholas. Nicholas Cage. Uh, was that his first? I think it was his first, first lead role. Correct. That movie, that, that's a good movie. It is, dude. Like, totally, for sure. <laughs> the, the, the Valley Girls Are Talking Valley. Correct. It's like, like, hilarious. Like, gag me with a spoon. Oh my God. Yeah. There were girls like that. In, 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 I, I speak fluent Valley Girl. Oh, okay. So, just to let you know. All right. But yeah, that movie is, that movie is, is fun. That's a fun watch. Um, I mean, you just want to go over the plot quick. Let us know what it's about. Tell us about the plot. There you go. Um, a kid, um, a guy, okay, let's see. A kid from the Valley, a punker, meeting a girl um, from Hollywood. And they kind of in, meet each other, kind of get involved in each other's lives. And the friends, you know, like, hey, he's crazy. Or hey, she's too, you're too good for her. They kind of fall in love, you know, fight it out and. Mm -hmm. love prevails love prevails oh yeah that now that i think about it and i'm kind of going over the movie um in my head when they leave the dance remember he goes and like crashes the the dance mm -hmm. at the end and they leave in the car in the limo isn't uh melt with you isn't that oh, the place yeah. in the end yeah i totally forgot that's i don't think of that scene when i hear the movie or when i don't think of that scene when i hear the song but i just realized oh yeah that song is in that movie melt with you uh I forget who sings that. Modern song. English? Modern English, I think. Yeah, you're right. Man, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Oh, even, is it even out anywhere? Yeah, you could probably find it. I'll have to ask Alexa. Streaming. There you go. If it's out, she's going to say, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? What else you got, Greg? Um, you know, a song which I love uh, Matrix from the Matrix 2 soundtrack is P.O.D.'s uh, Sleeping Awake. Rock song set in a in a time frame it, it's awesome i really love it i mean it sets the mood from um the matrix 2 i mean I, matrix 1 came out and then everybody it was the same thing slow burn but when it came out it just rocked um soundtrack was uh, there's a lot of good songs on soundtrack 1 this is part of 2 same thing took it to another level good artist good song but this song stood out for me which is you know if if they ever come out live uh, if they ever play live again uh, and they come to L.A., definitely one of the songs that I want to hear them play and stuff like that. Good song from Matrix 2, uh, Sleeping Awake. Love it. Love yeah. it. I'm gonna, For Matrix 2, I'm going to have to go. We just watched all the Matrix movies, uh, me and my wife, because we're getting ready for the new one that's coming out. I'm going to have to look up that song. I'm not sure. Um, anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? Any other songs? Are you good? I mean there's you guys there's hundreds of songs hundreds thousands movies i mean 
uh, we're going to have to do what I think, Greg, we're just going to have to do a part two. Um, we're going to, you know, because if we keep going, we're going to do a two, three hour episode. All right. So we're going to have to do another, another part two for this. And, uh, you know, we're going to start talking about, you know, all those other great John Hughes movies. We're going to have to talk about some 16 candles, some pretty in pink, you know, some just to tease you guys, you know, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, fast time, stuff like that. You there know, you go. Gonna, some newer stuff, you know, greatest showman, that kind we're going to go over some of the songs that, uh, that we like from movies. Um, you got any you maybe you're going to talk about on the on part two? Any any movies you want to oh, yeah. kind of tease with? Godzilla. Godzilla. Well, there's been a lot, but I think one uh, soundtrack from Godzilla was there. Um, another soundtrack I want to talk about, Judgment Night. Mm-hmm. A lot of good. Yeah. Uh, I think the soundtrack was better than for the sure. movie. Um, that's it for right now. Okay. I'll, I'll keep. Uh, keep everything else under wraps? Yes. Secret. Secret. Okay. All right. Well, hey, guys, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, uh, leave this as part one and uh, we're going to come back and uh, probably re- release uh, a part two Sounds shortly good. following this. Maybe, there you go. Maybe a day or two after this one and uh, we'll let you guys know. We'll post it all on our Instagram page which is at BigTalkCG and email us at BigTalkCG at gmail.com Let us know. Give us your favorites, your songs, your soundtracks, your movies, your loves, your hates. Your wants, your needs, your desires. There you go. Everything. We'll, we'll, we'll read them all personally. We still don't have an assistant. <laughs> and uh, my 12-year-old will not do any work for less than $20 an hour. And I told her to pound sand. I said, no Whoa. way. Yeah. I said, take a long walk off a short pier. I haven't <laughs> seen her since. But, uh, <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to go ahead and go. Thanks for listening. And that's it. See ya.